why does a good creator permit evil? Or we could ask it another way, why does a compassionate creator permit evil? And what do we mean by the notion of creation in our series, Yes, Creation? This is an important point because there are two contrasting models of creation. One is a recent historical six-day creation followed after the fall by a global flood during which not all but many of the strata of the geologic column were formed, thus making it possible to have a recent creation. And the contrasting model, as you know, is the one that says we need to marry evolution with a God. And that's known as the deep time theistic evolutionary model of creation. So two different temporal methods of creation. And the issue I would like to discuss this evening is which of these two contrasting temporal methods of creation best address the question of evil. So let's take a look here and let's start with um, the God of theistic evolution. And here we find that God is responsible for evil. And when theologians want to marry God with long ages, then, as you see there, Darwin is saying, my theory works through famine and death and so forth and disease. Does that sound like a compassionate creator? And then when we go to geology, the god of the deep time model actually proves to be a serial destroyer of habitats. Even Tennyson looked at a quarry and he saw those fossils and he said, a thousand types are gone. And then biologically, the long age creator is a serial slayer of species. Oh, sad. And then Tennyson mentioned that nature is red in tooth and claw. That trauma, here is the point, on a deep time model, that is the original intention of the creator to establish predation and creation through death. Is that a creator we would want to worship? And then Calvary is not the wage of sin on a long age model. In fact, Calvary is only to show that God suffers with us who suffer. And yet, it was God who originally made creation to suffer in the first place. My, what a sad comment. And David Hull, who is a, he is an atheist. He perceptively tells us Christians what we, what our God is if we marry him to the long ages. He says, the process that is of evolutionary is rife with happenstance and contingency 
and incredible waste and death and pain and horror, the God implied by the evolutionary theory is not a loving God. Isn't that remarkable coming from an atheist? We Christians need to take and listen to what these individuals are saying. Hull goes on. He is careless and indifferent, almost diabolical. He is certainly not the sort of God to anyone to whom anyone would be inclined to pray. David Hull, you've said it right on. You have exactly shown us how the deep time model addresses evil. It fails. Pastor Dwight Nelson in Bering Springs at our Andrews University also agrees. This was one of the strongest statements that he has ever made. Notice how he starts out. In the holy name of God, why would the creator resort to such a bloody method to create those who are in his image. I have never heard Dwight ever use such strong language as this. And I think he is correct in making that statement. And so in sum, theistic evolution does not solve the problem of evil. God himself is responsible for evil. Now, enter. Yes, creation. And by this we mean Enter, yes, a recent historical creation as the true divine response to evil. And here we can rejoice really that God is not responsible for evil. A, there was a controversy before the first, that is to say before our creation week in heaven and a free moral agent brought in evil and sin. It begins with Lucifer. And look at these famous texts that you and I, Seventh-day Adventists, uh, read often. And you were blameless until iniquity was found in you. And you said in your heart, I will make my, you know, I'll be above God. This is what Lucifer wanted to do. Now, the Godhead said to the Godhead, not to Lucifer, let us create. When God said, let us make man in our image, Lucifer was not consulted, and he was envious for no good reason. Because he was a created being. Why would God create an address, a created being, for advice on how to create? Now, the origin of species is a major cause of the great controversy. Consider that. In early writings, we find this comment. When God said to his son, let us make man in our image, Satan was jealous of Jesus. He wished to be consulted concerning the formation of Man. Isn't that interesting? Could it be then that one of the causes of the great controversy was the over the origin of species? And then Darwin 
launched his version of the origin of species in 1859. And these principles delighted, I'm sure, the enemy of Christ. Because as we've shown, Darwin said, this is how we got here, world, not by divine design, but through warfare and struggle of the fittest and weeding out and pain and horror. And Satan is happy. Now the true creation, recently, in a benign six days, through God's word, not death, Here's a chipping sparrow created by the word of God and so beautiful. Now, what about predation? Oh, completely different. Here's the same picture of predation, but now on the recent creation worldview, it is not God's original intention. These kinds of things come as the curse after sin. It's touched by the curse. And it's like the tip of the iceberg, perhaps with tears, metaphorically. God is weeping as his creation is retooled for the temporary showing that evil, there's no good reason for evil and that God can eradicate that. The vegetable kingdom is touched with the curse. We were in Cape Town, South Africa, and went a little ways up into the felt. And here Clyde Webster put his hand on those thorns. I had to take that picture because we recalled that those thorns were never intended to be in God's original creation. And then the mineral kingdom on the recent creation model has been reduced to a waste place by the flood. And you can see now that uh, the fatal toxic weather began, we feel, at the flood and killer lightning strikes. God never intended that there should be killer lightning strikes in the Garden of Eden that would start forest fires and so on. My wife is from Oklahoma and she's very attuned to the weather and she has to watch out for these tornadoes. Never intended by God to be in God's creation. The degradation of the earth. You look at the bottom slide there of that soft sediment folding, those mountains through faulting. God never intended that kind of destruction. God created this world, not tohu. That means a waste place, but to be inhabited. Now we feel that the receding floodwaters left erosional remnants in Monument Valley. God never intended his landscape to look like this. But in the deep time model, God, yes, wanted all this denudation and erosion. And in the recent six-day creation model, the cross destroys evil, hallelujah, and sin, another hallelujah, in the biblical creation model. Let me just illustrate it here. If we have no flood, then the deep time model kicks in and you have all those strata, all those animals living and dying, living and dying ever before humans came. And that unhinges the causal connection between sin and death 
And Jesus' death on the cross is not the wage of sin, and so the atonement is nullified. You can see the significance of which model we endorse. Now, the flood builds major portions of the geologic column after the flood. On the left side of the slide, you can see a simple rendition of what might have looked like the geologic uh, column before uh, the flood. We don't know what it looked like. It probably was fairly strata-free. I would just suggest that. It would not be dogmatic on that. And we have the animals then together on, after the fall, we have them together. But then comes God's global flood, and in ways that are still being studied. During God's flood, major portions of the geologic column were laid down. Now, what does that do? Oh, with God's flood, and that's uh, the rainbow suggests God's flood, the geologic column is formed after sin entered the world, and therefore the sin-death causality is preserved, and therefore Jesus' death on the cross does pay the wage of our sins, and the atonement is preserved. Well, the controversy ends beautifully on the recent creation worldview. God is love is the first statement in Patriarchs and Prophets. Isn't that a beautiful thought? And then, as you know, after those hundreds of pages, through all those beautiful writings of the Conflict of the Ages series, we finally come to the Great Controversy. And we read through the Great Controversy. And then we come to the very end. And as you know, the, all those tremendous descriptions of the eschatological ex experiences and events. Finally, there's that wonderful meeting in heaven. Then the thousand years and so on. And then God then moves to create. And at the very end of the great controversy, the very last sentence, God is love. My those are those two marvelous anchor points. God is love. God is love. And that is made possible because of the recent historical creation model. Evil is gone forever. So, in conclusion, consider Freedom is preserved. This is so fundamental. Only the compassionate creator God on a recent historical creation model can preserve the freedom of moral agents to allow them to temporarily express sin and evil. Now, why is that important? That shows that we truly, truly are free. God could not do otherwise. And he temporarily does that to prove that you and I are truly free. Thank God for that. And then evil is eradicated. This is the most, one of the most important and beautiful things to me about the recent creation worldview. 
only a good creator of a recent creation can temporarily permit evil in order by the cross to eliminate it forever. On the deep time model, which does, and, and, and the necessity of evil and death and so forth, it's not eradicated. God is responsible for evil, and evil is not eradicated. And then finally, restoration. What a beautiful principle this is to me. Restoration. Only a good creator will restore in the new earth the devastation caused by evil. Joel says, I will restore to you the years, it says in the King James, the canker worm, you remember, has eaten. This principle of restoration is beautiful. We don't know all the ramifications and so forth, but I, I, I cling to this beautiful principle of restoration. My brother Eddie passed away in the arms of my mother. He was, he was two and a half years old, and I was one year old. He died of crib death. And mother and my father long for that day when there will be restoration. And I know there are all, many of us have that same kind of a story. And so when we look at the two models, the two contrasting temporal methodologies of creation, one a recent six-day creation, the other a long, multi-million idea of creation, we see in conclusion that a recent historical model of creation best addresses the problem of evil. And so in conclusion, I'd like to say yes to a recent creation. Thank you.